all of us have some baggage that we bring into our marriage relationship, but what about something as serious as a secret porn addiction? Um, it doesn't mean the end of the relationship. There can be hope, and that's what we're offering today. I'm John Fuller, joined by my focus colleagues, Aaron and Greg Smalley. And Aaron, you meet with a lot of couples. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure this is a fairly continuous, ongoing kind of problem that you see, and I'm, I know God redeems this kind of a situation. Absolutely. And I I get the privilege of seeing these couples navigate their way through pornography and the impact it has on a marriage because it's not uncommon when a couple is in my office that someone, one or both, have been struggling. And what I have seen most effective is both getting individual help as well as there are such great support groups out there same-sex individuals rallying around each other to seek freedom from this ploy of the enemy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's online groups, there's um, groups at churches and groups at counseling centers. So I just encourage any couple that's struggling with this, A, get help together, but then get help individually. Yeah, bring it out into the light, seek some uh, outside help, and Uh, you can find God restoring the relationship. Now, we're going to hear from Rosie McKinney, who spoke with Jim Daly and me. Uh, She leads Fight for Love, which is a ministry dedicated to helping women whose husbands are struggling with pornography. One of the the questions, though, and I I appreciate this, and I hope that we can link to some places that women can go to get that help, that betrayal, grief, counseling, so that they have someone to talk to. Um, That's so critical and so Mm -hmm. important. Our counseling team is certainly a good place to start, but I'm sure there's uh, different pornography recovery groups that have uh, the victim's uh, perspective in that. Um, But I I want to, this even makes me feel a little uncomfortable because in the Christian context, we always talk about um, that idea of submission. Mm And, you know, I could just hear a husband and a wife arguing in that regard, trying to bring scripture into this to yeah. say, hey, this is about submission. I may have my problems, but you yeah. need to submit to me. Wow, is that a distortion? Yeah. But speak to that debate that this couple could have with that idea of submission. Yeah. Great question. Okay, so submission does not mean blind obedience. And you are called to submit to God first and foremost and he is very clear what he thinks about sexual immorality and actually by submitting to god and keeping yourself pure and not allowing pornography to infect you and your marital bed and your home you are speaking life and truth you are conduit of god's voice to your husband So just by uh, ignoring the issue or hoping it will go away or trying to compete with it or just all these other strategies, they're actually, they're preventing God from speaking through you. Yeah. Um, And I think once women grasp that, like I can be an Esther in this situation, they're off. Mm -hmm. And now we have a community of 800 women who are doing this. I'm not you know, speaking theoretically, they are doing it and they are standing firm and it's difficult and guys are resistant. But eventually, hopefully, they will feel that that conviction and actually go, you're right, I can't do this on my own. Because let's face it, most guys that I've spoken to, they want to give this up. There's tremendous fear that they're not going to be able to because they have tried so many times, so many times to get this up and they can't. And they think if I start this process 
and I admit to this and I can't do it, she's going to leave me. Yeah. Rosie, I want to make sure right at the end, we're giving that hope, which you talked about from the moment you walked in the door here at Focus on the Family, is that I want to be about hope. And you and Mark, just so we are clear for the listeners and the viewers, you are married and having a, you know, a good journey now. And that's really important uh, to remember. And one of the things that I've seen with our Hope Restored Marriage Intensives and other things is if you can get through this as a couple, the level of intimacy that you share is really unique. Yeah. It, it's special because there's nowhere to hide. No. You, it, mm. the, the stuff is out on the table. And you know me as fully as I can be known, my warts and everything. And I'm sure that's the experience you and Mark have had now. And it's in some ways very freeing. It is. It is the, the worst, best gift I never thought I wanted. The worst, best <laughs> gift. I like that. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's not just, you don't have to take my word for it. Okay. We now have a community of many, many other women who have fought for their marriages, fought really hard. And those whose marriages didn't survive, because I want to put this out there, that, that sometimes guys do remain unrepentant, but those women have fought for their families and they fought for their mental health and they fought for their futures. And they now wake up in the morning yeah. with hope and they wake up able to smile and laugh again. Because if you're in a relationship with a porn addict, you're not doing a lot of laughing and smiling and you feel horribly alone. Mm -hmm. And I want to tell you, you're not alone. There's a whole army of women out there yeah. who want to give back and want to love on you. And uh, you can do this. A porn-free marriage is possible and it's better because both of you are now naked and unashamed. Uh. Both of you. You know, Greg, I really appreciate how Rosie encouraged women who have felt betrayed to get into community. Aaron mentioned the importance of finding community. Um, talk a little bit more about the supportive friends, how they can be a part of that healing for the person who was addicted to porn. Yeah, John, I think the why is so important here, why community matters, is that Aaron and I know that the biggest battle that she will face or anyone who's dealing with a spouse that's addicted to something is the battle to keep her heart open mm -hmm. because as things like pornography hit, it's natural, normal to personalize all that, to feel betrayed, to feel not good enough, to feel what else is going on deceived. I mean, the, there's so many issues that as an individual that she's dealing with that it's easy then to shut down. It's easy to withdraw, to move away versus we just encourage people from the get-go, understand that actually the biggest battle you're going to fight is to keep your heart open because Satan wants our hearts shut down. Mm. He wants us to disconnect. He wants us to believe that this is too hard, that you've been betrayed one too many times. What else do you not know? I mean, all of that spiritual warfare, the way he's attacking your brain, your mind it is true. And if the commitment is that as my husband and I, as we battle this together, I want to keep my heart open. I want to be used by God. I want God to keep loving my husband through me. And therefore, community is so important. Because for me to keep my heart open as Aaron and I are going through hard times, I need friends. I need people that I can lean on. I need good solid, trustworthy friends who can give me perspective, who can challenge some of my thinking and, and, and challenge even my fear and, and help provide that hope. 
We need people like that. So Aaron, I believe that first and foremost, identify who are those one, two, three safe friends, same sex friends Mm -hmm. that you can really lean on who will take everything you're saying and who will keep that in confidence, but who also will not take up an offense against your husband. Because there are people out there Mm -hmm. that upon hearing what you're going through, love you so much that they all of a sudden start looking at your husband like he's the devil. How could he do this to you? How could he hurt you that way? And it's easy for them to say those things, and which only adds to your own discouragement. Mm-hmm. So, right, Aaron, pick friends who are safe. Yeah, absolutely. I always say pick friends that are pro your marriage. And so when they hear this stuff, they're going to care for you. They're going to pray with you. And then they're going to stand you up, turn you around and say, now go back and back into connecting with your spouse and battling for uh, righteousness and holiness in your marriage and connection. And so it's important to have those select few who are not full of judgment or criticism. I mean, they speak truth and sometimes it's hard to hear, but they are very pro your marriage. Yeah. They're not going to be saying, how could he? And yes. they're not going to be pitting right. you against your spouse right. So right. It is for the two of you. It just doesn't, yes. it doesn't help in the other value of those kinds of friends for, for both of you to have those kinds of friends in your life as you journey through this difficult season is that Aaron and I never recommend that one spouse isn't the accountability partner of the other spouse. That That's not the right dynamic. That's not the right role. Yeah. We're not saying that, you know, will Aaron and I never keep each other accountable? Yeah. But in this situation, you have a very different role. This is about healing. This is about you guys rebuilding trust and rebuilding a relationship. Mm-hmm. And a part of that rebuilding of trust is to know that there's other. So if it's the wife, there's other men who are asking mm-hmm. those hard questions mm-hmm. that are holding him accountable yeah. so that you don't have that pressure to make sure that he keeps on the straight and narrow. It's just the wrong dynamic. And that's, again, the beauty of community. Yeah. Well, we've talked about some heavy stuff today, and um, we have counselors. Uh, this was mentioned last time by Aaron. We have counseling opportunities for you. Um, we can have somebody give you a call back and talk through what's going on and point you in a good direction. Um, we do have Hope Restored Marriage Intensives at a number of locations around the country. Those are for couples who are seriously struggling in their marriage, and it might be because of a pornography problem or infidelity or something else really uh, that just rocks the relationship. We'll have a link over to details about Hope Restored in the show notes and also uh, the counseling number as well. And then, if I can, please, let me ask you to make a donation to Focus on the Family today. Your generous gift allows us to provide counseling and resources and uh, to create podcasts like this that literally are heard around the world and benefit couples globally. So please donate as you can, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift. And I will say thank you for being a part of the support team by sending a copy of Rosie's book, Fight for Love. Next time, we'll hear from Kevin Thompson. Uh, He'll be talking about a strong partnership with your spouse. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron and the entire team here, thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.